Hello, and thank you for coming and listening to my show. This is Kai Schwa, and I'm going to read from my journal today. This is going to be entry number 41, Monday, April 6, 2009, 2.02 p.m. Spring break has started, and I'm all alone in my dorm room. Everyone has either gone home or gone on vacation. I'm working a lot this week, but today is my day off, so it's time for me to figure out something to do. Last night, I finished the assignment Amanda gave me for spring break. She wrote a story about a boy who was dared to jump across a raging river. Well, I don't know if it was supposed to be raging, but it was my job to think of an ending, and so I filled in that little detail for her. I'm very excited about what she is going to think of it. Um, work at Six Flags has been going much better recently. I think I'm finally getting used to the rigor of waking up every morning and going to work for eight hours after spring break, or for eight hours, period. After spring break, I'm scheduled to work during school days for the first time. It'll be a challenge getting out of class at 3.15 and rushing to the parking garage to... Oh, I hate my handwriting. To fry and make it to Magic Mountain by 4 o'clock. But it seems... Oh, to try. I forgot to cross the T. To try and make it to Magic Mountain by 4 o'clock. But it seems that all I'm doing nowadays is challenging myself. I made the decision to take a five-year plan for my major due to the fact that I had so many classes. It was simply impossible for me to get it all done in four. It's going to be a quite quite, quite an experience living down here for so long, but I look forward to it. 2.20 p.m. That's cool. I started at 2.02 p.m. and ended at 2.20 um, anyways, we have a very special guest here t- with us tonight. Um, I would like to introduce... <laughs> You're calling me a very special guest. That's random. Why not? That's what you just, that's just what you say. Like, that's how you introduce somebody. <laughs> very special guest. Well, thank you. He's thank our, you. our first guest in my garage that's actually sitting down for an interview with me. His name is Rob. Say hi, Rob. How you guys doing? My name is Rob, a.k.a. King Soap. Very um, nice. Yeah, I go by a few other names. Um, right now, I'm just going to go by King Soap. Uh, soap is a derivative of a lot of different names that I have, so I'm just going to go ahead and call it that. So. <laughs> Perfect. So we're going to get clean with some soap. Um, <laughs> I thought you would. Um, I think we should report, record a beatbox session. Oh, you want to record a beatbox? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to have to let you not like do anything. Oh, okay. Go, so you, know, you want to take down. take point? I'll go ahead and take point on this one. Let me go ahead and I'll take that. How do I sound? All right. Ooh. Oh, wow. You got a little. Okay. You got a you got a, a reverberator on here that makes it. Well, this is I can see the recording app. Yeah. So we're just recording directly into it. Okay. This is not. Yeah, this is. They do have editing. Tools. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick. You know, little forty-five second exhibition. I'll give you okay. that. Well, right. Do you mind if I chime in when it feels appropriate? Yeah. Yeah. By all means. Like if you got it, if you got it. All right. Right. Oh. 
Excellent. Thank you. That was very impressive. <laughs> I am thoroughly impressed with your beatboxing ability. How did you learn to do all that? Uh, my favorite one was Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh. What yeah. year is he from? Uh, he's from the 80s, man. Okay. Uh, he, he was an 80s beatboxer. <laughs> the, the, those are like quick tongue lit beats. Uh, I bet the ladies used, love that. One thing he used to like to do with the pop it, Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> the lip action. They do. Um, yeah, the pop, I have a soul was funny because I came from like, you know, like old voodoo shit. That's what it said. From what I remember when it came to like beatboxing and stuff, I got to go through my old history when it came to that. But, uh, oh, he's got the pop. He can make it pop. Yeah. It, it, Listening, it's, ladies. It's all, <laughs> it's all random. You know, it, it, it's uh, it, like dancing, like music, like everything else. It's always how you feel. Right. So. Absolutely. It's all emotion. Sound is emotion. See, if you can see like how it started, I started it slow and then I turned up the speed. So like, mm -hmm. it's always, like you can always go with different like levels. I like to throw a sonic spin in some of my music uh, tracks that I've created. Mm. Like just as a little sound effect when oh, I have the towards sound the end. Effects. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sound That's my favorite sound effect is the sonic spin. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I like can see, you no, know, my favorite thing would probably be the sound when he gets the rings. Yes. Or when Mario collects coins. Yes, both Those are excellent. Because it's like, it's, it's like money. You know what I mean? I got to get that. I got to get that in my show. Yes. I'm going to look it up. The soundboard would actually work. You know what? It's like, we'll, we'll talk about it as you go. You know, it's like, they got we're actually in the same place and I'm always more than, more than happy to speak. You know, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Of it's like his wife is awesome. She made dinner. <laughs> uh, our boy, Paul, our, our boy, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to put his government out there. Our boy Traxion, he, he, he grilled up the steaks tonight. They were delicious. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, steaks steaks were were awesome. the steaks were awesome. Nothing is better than a home-cooked meal, oh, except oh, for a meal at Pismo's. Check out Pismo's. It's a restaurant here in Fresno. They have some great... Uh, seafood and other delectables. I'm not you to say that, are you? No. Nope. All right, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, no, no damages. Hey, as long as there are no damages, I don't think I'm gonna get sued. We're not gonna get sued. It's just we're gonna be like, why are you promoting our restaurant? Because I love you. <laughs> okay, well, continue to do so, and we'll continue to do so. I, that's well, what I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pismos, if you're listening, I'm happy to take some free stuff. Um, no, 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 don't do that. I'm not take, take. Friend. I'm joking. We're not free okay. I'm I'm not, but I'm also not um, against charity. You know, <laughs> I have an LT. I have an eight hundred dollar minimum tax. I've got to I've got to give to some charity, and I don't mind getting back. Hey, hey by all means, man. That's all I'm gonna say. You, you can't you can't shot, shoot a guy down for self promoting themselves or for trying to improve their life. Oh line. no, no, never do that. It's like I'm never gonna shoot anybody down for the self promotion. But it's always those people that like put it out there, like looking for straight up the endorsements. And those are the people that I'm just like, all right, now you're being a bitch. I mean, if who doesn't do, want an endorsement like, 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 though? Like that one dude uh, that they call him Dogface now. Okay. And that makes me. Why do you call him Dog? I don't know if that's his nickname or whatever. Sure. But uh, he just had one day, one day, where his car broke down, and instead of like you know tripping about you know his car breaking down, he just gets on the skateboard and just skateboards to work. There you go. And he happens one to do one day. He just records himself on TikTok doing that and drinking that ocean spray. <laughs> and ocean spray saw it. That shit went viral. Yeah. Now Dogface is chilling with like celebrities and shit. All because he just took one day where he was just like, I'm not going to let this life get me down just because, you know, I lost my car. I'm getting my ass to work. And he just skated and he was drinking the ocean spray. And they just happened to like it. Yeah. See, it's shit like that. Yeah. He wasn't doing nothing. He was just trying to get to work one day because his shit broke down. And so decided to record that. a TikTok video. Exactly. Over a TikTok. Yeah. See, to me, I'm like, that is just, it's not, you know... 
he wasn't looking for nothing. He wasn't asking for nothing. He was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to listen to my song, one of my favorite songs, and just cruise and drink my juice and just relax. Yeah. I'm like. And people dug it. And people dug Yes. Because we all loved it. It was just that he, he, didn't life get, he didn't let life get him down at that one particular moment. And that, it was like so, people, that was a moment of truth for him where he had a choice of paths and he chose the right one. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to get to work, and I'm just going to cruise, and I'm going to drink this ocean spray, because it was in my refrigerator, and it's nice and cold. So it's and he's just, like, right narrating his own life. It's just, it, he didn't have to say a word, he's just cruising, just in, in the video, and I'm like, I love that. See, to me, it's like, I understand why everybody, thanks for the beer, by the way. Cheers. Hey, um, I have a beer, I, I tip my beer to you, but I haven't got a beer. <laughs> Here's a bottle. But, uh, no, 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 never cheers Thank empty it. glass, never cheers That's empty glass. That's not my bottle. I, I drank that one, I think, before. It's okay. <laughs> It's on top but, uh, of popcorn, anyway. though. I've got popcorn here. You're a great narrator. Do you have any oh, stories for us? A story? Uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you guys want to hear? He's like, well, we like to talk about not, which is next to nothing. Next to nothing? Yeah. That's what not is defined as according to Dillion Incorporated Industries. That's my company. Dillion, Incor Dillion, Dillion Unincorporated Enterprises LLC is the formal name. Uh, not do is the trade name. We are the community can't die. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. That's no. the that's the final piece of the signature line. I did well, use that gonna, signature it's like, line. Because of what we've done already with you know with with Among Us and stuff like that, we're gonna have to, you know, go ahead and try to incorporate the Jolly Q's somewhere in there because mm -hmm. Jolly Q's just happened to be one of the greatest lobbies I have ever fallen into. Yeah. I know it's amazing. And we yeah. had a great night that night playing. So I'm like, all right, cool. I like that Dolly Cues. If we could follow up, follow it like somewhere under that, that'd be kind of cool. Well, why of day of? Why day of was pretty good too. Why day of was cool as well. I, I like it when it actually has something you can remember it by. Yeah. It's like this is gonna be a great lobby for you guys. Here's a name that's catchy. <laughs> like, who the hell coded Among Us? Do you have any idea? I know. I know it's Inner Sloth is the like name that comes the, up the, on the front. Inner Sloth is the is the, the, the developers. Yeah, I guess they're like the producers, the production yeah. company. I want to start a production company for games. We're going to call it Source Games. I have a secret that I'm not going to repeat. Actually, I not have to as well. a lot of, like, like, even though I have stories in my own life, I've had, you know, ones that I've created on my own. So creating games to would actually be kind of cool. So it's like, hey, real life, I can write some of those concepts down, it can actually be kind of fun. Uh-huh. Hey, I, I just got to, you know, get them on paper. I got a uh, concept for a... Um, New ball pit design. A new ball pit design? Uh huh. No, like the ball pits that you'd see at McDonald's play place. Hey. Right? They're so gross. Ugh. That's the whole point. Ugh. They're gross. Those things are disgusting. Right. Man. And so the new ball pit design is going to have a filtration system for the balls themselves. We'll have a small, like maybe three inches of light, two or three inch layer of water at the bottom that's got a cage on top that the balls can fall through. And then underneath the cage, which is going to be like finely, you know, fine enough that a foot can't slip through easily, mm -hmm. but that, you know, the balls can still kind of have a layer where they go through. Like they'll be kind of smaller than your average yeah, ball foot probably. Yeah, slip through, you're right. A foot can slip through if the suction isn't there for like someone to get to Well, the suction but... isn't going to be really suction. It's just going to be on like two corners. There'll be little turning kind of dials that pull the balls in and then it's just the matter of force. Like, then just as the balls get pulled in by this wheel, 
which will have some safety apparatus around it. At that point, the water is pushing all the rest of that ball down to clean it down. Yeah, and I'll just feed through those and go into a little filtration system that scrubs them and then spit them out a final exit hose that showers down on top. Oh, that would be cool because right. at that point, we're in the ball pit, but we're being showered on by yeah. the So I don't know where to go. And you're just like swimming going. around in a ball pit, literally. I mean, it'd probably, be, it'd probably be the kind of thing you'd want a swimsuit for. Honestly, like you'd, you'd go to the McDonald's play place intending to drop your kids off there and then they get have some trunks or whatever. It's a lot of money, and I'm not sure even if there's a lot of life. Well, it'd all be self contained, so you'd have like the the liquid, the water in the pool, and then there's yeah, there's a lot of liability that comes with that. Man. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of liability. I'm thinking about it. It's like, uh, what if you know those things are shutting down, but you're saying like a wheel that would you know bring the balls down. What if a cake goes under there and gets caught? Over there? I've thought about that, and I, I thought about like a rounded cage to protect it that your arm can't. You know, I, I don't want oh, anybody's arm getting stuck. Okay, but like, like a big enough netting so that it goes down, the balls can get through, but the kids can't. That's what I was thinking. That's what I meant by when I said like a cage at the bottom. It would be like a floor what about a kid that's got. That netting? Well, I don't like netting for that reason. I would rather it be like bars that are like crisscrossed. Or in a way that a hand can't easily fit through. But yeah, you can walk on top of it if you have to. I mean, ideally, you would kind of be swimming in the balls themselves. It might be a little, the ball part might be deeper, like, than that's your average water, pool ball. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of risk and it's a lot of liability. There's a lot of liability. That might be why Kickstarter didn't approve it. There you go. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, I, I like the idea of a new ball pit design that has, like, a more hygienic feel to it. Yeah. But... And I like the you know showering idea enough that I because wanted to it, keep rolling with it. Yeah, kind of fun. I mean, I I guess there's probably certainly some details that need to be worked out, but that's why it's still just in the concept stages. Yeah. I was gonna play with my pool a little bit to try to get it working, but I think I got some other ideas. I want to go into industries like just collecting raw material and building crafts. Like, I have an idea of collecting like just ashes from cigarette smokers or just from the fires like as they clean it up i'll collect some ash and that's free carbon you know mix that into a slurry add stuff you can make all all kinds of crafts with that material i mean like statues or uh, it becomes a mold at that point yeah. right it becomes a mold so you can you know it's like lots of different ideas it's exactly like risk I mean, if you want to take it that far, I'm sure there's some binders you could add to it that would like let you, you know, emulsify it and create almost a plastic-like substance. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I like to experiment. I'm a scientist at heart. I like to just, you know, get my hands dirty if I need to. Um, I'm not afraid of digging through some shit. shit. I like to tinker. I'm a gnome. I was in my first character on World of Warcraft was a gnome warlock that I was an engineer. I never went to engineering school, and I don't really want to go back to school for that. I'd rather get my law degree. I want to get into politics. I want my in my first episode of this podcast, the very first batch, batch numero uno. I announced a presidential campaign ticket, nominating my sister because she's already very politically minded, very driven, um, and I wanted to be her vice president. I don't really want to be a president in full. I'm happy with what I have in life. But I wouldn't mind advising somebody that I thought was worth it, you know. Yeah. I want to be. Behi- I don't want to be the man behind Who's the president curtain. Sekyung Nat. I voted for Sekyung Nat, in all fa- in all sincerity. 
I wrote in that name. And you can call me crazy. I didn't like it. I mean, Biden's fine. I'm happy Biden won. I'm happy Trump didn't get reelected, but my ballot was conditional. So I probably didn't get counted anyways. I'm going to be honest with you. We're screwed with Biden. Why do you say that? And be careful. We were on record. We're on record? Well, it's recording. I'd like to get your opinion oh, as, as oh. clearly as you can. I can snip anything uh, out if you if, ask me to. As far as, well, I guess go ahead and snip this one out. As far as it goes, I'm a black man talking about Do you want me to stop man. then? Yeah. Now we're just talking about controversy. Because yeah. controversy is a, a killer of its own kind. Yes, absolutely. Literally. Like that, by definition, is what controversy is. It kills itself. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's imploding. It just it comes right in. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying as far as, you know, none of us actually know. None of us do. Yeah. So what we can all do is, based on what I've seen, based on what you've seen, is make our own inferences. And what sucks the most, is, like I've said already, is how people will, people will, if they don't follow the same understanding of what they believe, Right away, they vilify them as the, the, so, the, the enemy. Let me, and that is, that's the biggest problem. Because at this point, what we should be doing is sharing ideas. Right. So let me drop some knowledge. If you haven't heard of the book, Martin Luther King Jr., where do we go from here? Chaos or Community? Of course. Yes, of course. You read that book? I've read it twice. I read most of it. I didn't finish the whole thing. I've read almost all of it. I might not have finished. I might have finished it. I can't remember now. It was long. It was probably a few years ago that I. Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Like back, like, like. It was 2010 that I started it. High school or early college. And then I don't think I finished it until at least 2014. It was right around the same time Obama's book came out. The 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 um. The audacity of hope. Something like that. Um, but. You know, you don't need to know a lot more about Martin Luther King Jr.'s book than the title. It's a great title. Where do we go from here, Chaos or Community? That's just still reality today. And when I hear some people say that um, everything is random, everything is accidental, everything is coincidence, I say that's that means that everything is chaos. Yeah. And I don't agree with that statement. That's exactly what that sounds like. I, I, it, I don't agree with like that anarchy. statement. That sounds like anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Everything is adrift, he, and we're just floating in a stream of nothingness. I put it this way. He... One thing, being a man of faith, I will say is that he knows the plan. That's one thing I've come to understand as far as being a man of faith. I don't push on anybody. I don't say anything else about it, but that's just, you know, when it comes to being a man of the faith, that's one thing I've come to understand. He knows the plan. But who who created the plan? Faith without work is death. In other words, just sitting there and saying that Oh, it, it's already predestined. It's just going to be this way. If you don't do nothing about that, then you're making your own destiny. You're planning to fail. So one concept I already introduced in a previous episode is the concept of the wiggle that we as humans have in choosing our destiny. The wiggle, like what do you mean? So if we, we, we are all on a path, a communal path as one race that leads us to whatever comes next. Yeah. And there's some wiggle room there based that is based on our choices. Margin of error. Margin, margin of error, if you'd like. What I like to think of it is as our own free will. What, what, ah, well, yeah. you know, the extent to which our free will as a community, as a species, allows us to alter our fate. So we can only go so far. Right. Like, it depends on how extreme the choices we make as a, as a unit yeah. are. 
like the more extreme the choice, the further away from what the expected we move. Yes. That can be good or bad because if yes. it's an extremely good choice, it's going to elevate us a lot further. Well, if it's an extremely bad choice, it it's gets thicker though because there's so many different waves of consequence. You know, you can make a good choice, but it could have a negative consequence after that you weren't prepared for. That is true. That's really where it gets dicey because, you know, you can make up all you like. You can fake fake it till you make it, as some people say. It doesn't work. Um, or does it? Like, have you tried it? Because I'd have. I've, that's all I've been doing this whole podcast is finished. And it seems like it's coming out into something that is worthwhile. Well, there's one thing I did learn. Uh, one thing I am, I don't know if most of the viewers of the album will actually understand this one, but I am what you call a red pill man. A what? A red pill man. Okay. It's a weird concept. So yeah, from Matrix? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of from that. Red pill or it, the it, blue it's pill? A bit more, it's a little bit more than that. Okay. It's just uh, the way we explain it, but it, I don't have time to go through the whole thing. It's like some people are ready for it, some people aren't. Kind of the same thing when it comes to that concept of the Matrix. It's like some people are ready for the red pill to understand that you're being controlled. Well, I would, based on that observation or that explanation, I would call myself a red pill man. I'm ready to find out that we're not everything we think we are. Oh, well, I'm not going to lie. That's going to have to be another podcast for another evening. Okay. That's a promise. If I can show you what it is, if you really want to understand, you know, it's really what it is. I'm telling you right now. Uh, is the kind of the Morpheus thing the way he says it? I can only show you the door. I cannot. Uh, I, I cannot make you walk through it. I can lead the. I have to, to be the one to walk through. It. I can't. I can. Lead you're going to be my Morpheus. Is that what you're saying? So, <laughs> fine, but I'm telling you right now, it, it's like it wasn't easy for me to understand, and it was never easy for anybody else I've ever showed this to understand. But one thing I will say is, it's made me a lot more conscious about the way it is, and I'm not going to lie. In this information in particular, from what I can see with your life, and I just I have met your wife. You know, we played we game for quite a well, quite a few weeks already. Yep. Um, I don't think this is information you necessarily need. You, I wouldn't say you're a red pill, but you definitely have the qualities to understand that. To okay. Understand a lot of those concepts. Okay. So I think you know it would make sense to you. You would listen so. to it, read it, and you'd be like, "Well, yeah, you're supposed to do that." And I'd be sitting there like, "Well, shit, I had to." Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I would not... define myself as the quiet observer. You know, you had made a comment in, during when we were gaming before that the one who's quietly observing is the one who learns everything. And yeah, that's exactly. all I um, pursued my whole life is just to learn everything does not I did. Know. He who knows does not speak. So I um, live by that completely, or at least I did most of my life until I turned 30. And then I started making the business and trying to actually do something with my life. Yeah. It was like, this is the time to start making a move. Yeah, you, know, you got the, your you got The country's your in turmoil. Kid, I've got I mean, a good setup. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've got some resources available. I've got some knowledge that I've acquired, and I want to do something about where we are. Yeah. You know? And that's where Kai Schwab began. Because before that, I was not. I was next to nothing. I was a nobody. I had done some running in high school, and that was about it as far as my accomplishes, accomplishments went, um, other than you know graduating with my bachelor's, which I was very proud of, um, and becoming a snowboard instructor and passing my C-Best. And you know, there was kind of a string of successes that led up to where I am today that yeah. made me more confident in who I am and what I know. And you know, that's all well and good, but where do we go from there? 
Yeah. We gotta. That's a, that was the question. We gotta go deeper. That was the question you were asking earlier. Where do we go from there? So that's the thing I've kind of understood at this point. It's like what's the um, college college from what 2019 to 2014, 2009 to 2014. Like a bachelor degree in psychology, minor in social work. But I did psychology because I wanted to understand people. Sure. I wanted to understand the way people work because uh, you know a lot of turmoil shit happens in the past. We do we deal with them. We deal with it. How we deal with it. So I, that's exactly what I did. Now, as far as you know, as far as this, I know with just with just in my own mind, I'm a laborer. I'm a real laborer. So I just I work for a Fortune 500 company. I'm not going to say which one. You guys, they're know, they're a competitor of my company. Oh yeah, you know the company already. But I'm not going to say. The I know. We don't need to say it. Uh, viewers, listeners, um, you have all used this company. You know what it is, but. I'm not going to say what it is, just for the integrity of my company and my and, show. I appreciate and your show, you. of course, absolutely. And I'm not going. And oh, we got to get to that. But besides the point, um, I'm on. working my ass off in there now, and I'm starting to promote, which is the finally. I've been working. I know, my isn't that the most satisfying feeling yeah, when you're so, finally I mean, recognized for what you've achieved? Yeah, and you know, now that I'm gonna, it's like I have my off time, which is you know, it's like usually I, I take my off time to rest, you know, and stuff like that. And then do like outside work or do stuff like work that I need to get done. You know, it's like I always take the time to get all the rest of that. I've done, I've did, I have dove right into my job. So that's what I've been doing. So uh, doing stuff like this, of course, you know, podcasting, anything else like that, it's always, it's always fun. You know, uh, I've thought about it before because, like I said, already, you know, as far as red pill knowledge and stuff like that goes, um, that's something that I've wanted to even go ahead and speak a little bit more about because I've been a part of it. You know, almost six years, it was out of a situation that had, you know, really, really, you know, changed who I was. And uh, it's a lot of information, like I said, but it's a lot of information to take down. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we I, can I, do a different segment, but you had said you wanted to have an hour. We've only been half, less than half an hour. Less than half? Oh, you were telling me earlier uh, that you wanted me to tell a story. I can actually tell you... Um, you uh, story for uh, us. One, I love stories. One thing, one thing about Red Pill is it has a lot to do with Before you start, I want to say this. I just heard this on the John Tesh program. Following a story from beginning to end is the greatest brain training exercise anybody can do. Just listening to a story is a great brain training exercise because it forces you to concentrate and pick on the ideas that are being conveyed ask for clarifying details you know that whole process is very good for your brain i do that on youtube all the time i listen to different stories i feel like there's like a updoop reddit there's like a bunch of different like there's ask girl there's a bunch of different stories that sounds like something completely different yeah well there's just a bunch of different stories on reddit and people just read them out loud on youtube oh like r slash yeah yeah r slash is what got me on onto anchor exactly exactly and you just listen to the stories and it's a bunch of people's just random stuff like a good god I mean, it was at first I was just listening to happy stuff, funny stuff, and then you start deep, you start deep diving into some people's fucked up shit. Yeah, it's I want to hear somebody read some "Ask Me Anything's." Ask me anything's are crazy. I bet. It's like Ask Amy's shit like that. Uh-huh. Oh my god, man, those are some of the most messed up stories. And it's funny I came to think of I came to find out about myself and one couple one thing a couple of my buddies had told me because as you can tell, of course I'm a talker. I love to tell a story and I get as animated as I possibly can. Just, just because if I'm telling a story, I want to make it funny, you know. And my yeah. buddy, one of my buddies, told me, "Dude, what we need to do is uh, we need to get you like a bottle of gap and just hit you on stage, 
and there's tell your stories. Yeah. Why? Because you would make money doing it. Then we would have strippers and cocaine. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> like, that sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I can't argue with the strippers and the cocaine. Uh, more than cocaine because I'm not a fan of strippers. I'm not a well, <laughs> I'm not a fan of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take the strippers. You can have the coke. There you go. Really, really <laughs> But um uh yeah, you, you like your story. This is one this is my um You're married. I'm married. Yeah, how long you guys been married? We'll be going on two years in March. Wow. Damn. And I'm thirty years old and she's twenty four right now. Oh, She'll be twenty five uh, two years. May, June, July, August, September if I kick that bitch up because she was pregnant. So we five months, those are less situation I was in um, I went six years celibate. My longest relationship, I have to say, was about 11 months. Three months? 11. 11. Never made a year. That's where I was at. How, how, do you want to say how old you are? I'm 29. I told you already. I'm 29. Yeah, I, well, you said you were close to me. You didn't say exactly the I'm 29. Year. Okay. So when I was, I guess I had already met Zan when I was 29, but when I was from the age of 21 until 27, I was completely celibate i didn't have sex for six years boom yeah and that was after i had already been with three women or four women actually so i i I had a period where i was just gone from society and this was when i was going to north to to san jose state more than anywhere i will say this i have a blacklist of 18 that's a lot of Wait, does that mean you 18 don't... 18 women that had an impact on my life. In a bad well, way? A good way, bad way, doesn't really matter. The impact Why do you call life. it a blacklist? These are people you'll never contact again? Yeah, not people I'll never contact again. It's just people that I know that I'll never be in a relationship like that. Oh, uh, because you've learned. Yeah, but... Okay. It's like some of them with good reasons, others with bad. But I don't I think that... It, I look at it, it's funny because I'm like, shit. It, it has no, like... Level of say over all of the women that I've had, and I'm getting close to triple digits now. Uh oh, <laughs> which is you know, uh, uh, is that so? It could be something to be proud of. No, 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 no. As, as a guy, yeah, as guys, we're all like, wow, shit, that's cool. Yeah, but as far as you know, myself, I'm just I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I'm just sitting here and like understanding. I mean, I think I counted mine and I'm over. You know, my whole lifetime, I think I've been with six or seven women. So I'm, I'm pretty close to, like, yeah, you know, I'm a family man at heart. Like, that's what I was looking for. That I grew up family-oriented. I grew up very family-oriented, but I uh, I just, I have, I came to find out that there's one thing about myself is that I am my father's son. My dad's a whore. I'm a whore, a little bit. And I'm just his little... Do you husband. mean literally I have to ask? No, I don't get paid for it. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, though, I've been through it and known so much of the game and situation that I've been fucked over by it so many times. And uh, it, it's, it takes a while for you to actually see and understand what it is they're saying and talking about. And uh, I came to find out that they have their own way of speaking, opposed to the way it comes to men. And guys are like, oh, they speak like differently. I'm like, they do. They speak in a bit of a code. Mm-hmm. And you as a man have to decipher what that code is because, of course, like the rest of the situation, quote unquote, we should just know. Yeah, that's that bullshit. Yeah. I've heard that before. You've heard many that before? Of course I, I have. Know you've heard that of course I have. 
I've also deciphered the code with some women. You know, I, and that once you decipher a woman's code, it's pretty easy to kind of rewrite that code into yeah, getting them to sleep with you. Your lady right here, your old lady right here, she doesn't have a code. No. She's not trying She's to raw. Person. She's raw. Uh-huh. It, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. In uh-huh. Case, no, our courtship was, was short but bumpy. I'll yeah. say that. You know, I... Because she's, she's stubborn. She's hard in her ways. And so are you. I can see that. I'm so, going to be, be truthful here. I, I did have to choke her out a couple times when she went for the knife. <laughs> <laughs> that happened more oh, than shit. once. No, uh, she figured out that you were the man that was going to stop her from what she was doing. Okay. You were the man that was going to keep her from self-destructing. Okay. And that is what the woman wants. She doesn't want the man that's going to keep her all sweet and happy and keep her cuddled at night and all that other well, she was the same for me. that we see from Disney movies and that we see from Hallmark Channel and the rest of that bullshit. Yeah. She saw that she is a man. He's not going to protect just our house and me and like physically or our children. No, he's going to protect me from myself. And that's what, she, that, that's what she sees in you and that's why she's down for you. I mean, that's, I think, why most people like me. Because I generally take that role. I'm an advocate. Have you have you yeah. taken sixteen personalities test? Sixteen personalities test, no. So it's there's another there was an older version of it that I forget who it was named after, but it's like the INFJ, INTP, those four letter codes. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I did that in psychology. Yes, I, I yeah, I would have been very yes, surprised yes. if you hadn't taken this. Yes, test. yes. I had taken it before, but I don't remember what the fuck those goals are. I just know I'm a very extroverted person. Well, it says I'm an advocate, and I'm very much connected with everything it says. And it says a lot about you when you take that test. Yeah. And I agree with everything it said about me. You wouldn't happen to have a cigarette by any chance, would you? I've been rolling them, but I guess we can steal from you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah uh, I just... Uh, yeah, I'm oh, that's not open. No, um... Well, that's your old age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, um... Okay. But yeah, uh, I never really understood like the horoscopes or anything else like that. I understood where they come from, but a lot of it was Barnum effect, and I, I couldn't, you know. Uh, well, so I in, in one of the wait, early. I think Barnum effect. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I was just tan- tangent, tan- going on that tangent. <laughs> the Barnum effect. Uh, it is does. Sound, it does list, ring a bell now that I hear it properly. Of, Feelings, situations, coping mechanisms, and results that a lot of people can go through in any type of given situation. And uh, it pretty much relates to just about everyone. So, I got a cool one. Check this out. But, um, Barnum effect is based on the horoscope. I've read all of them in one day, and I came in front of them. There was everything in all of one of them one day that made sense with me. There was something in every one of them? Or, I don't think I followed that. that. There was something in every horoscope that I read that particular day that could relate to. Oh, well, I mean, it's... Religion, so you know, pseudoscience is what the you would categorize, most most people would categorize astro, uh, astrology as. You know, yeah. um, I don't personally like that phrase pseudoscience. I don't like the morpheme pseudo at all. I, it literally translates to fake in Latin, so I'm like, 
Well, there is no, there is nothing that's actually fake unless every, you know, everything's fake or everything's real. Everything's either everything's fake or nothing's real. Well, that's kind of what I see. Those are the same thing. Yeah. Well, but that's so defeatist. That's so nihilistic. I can't accept that. I'm an anti-nihilist. I believe that life is worth living. And well, I didn't say life was worth living, but that's kind of the concept of what I'm in that situation. It's like if you're going to give your one side of it if it is defeatist, then I'm just I'm just not going to deal with it at all. You know what I mean? It's like I, I can't deal with that defeatist mentality. It's like I'm kind of the same, the same way with you. It's like it's like if you already see it as that, then you know you already you've already defeated yourself. Right? Yeah. With, with, with the way with the way that statement was said, that's kind of the way it's, it's like okay, well if that's the case, then you've already. I'm not. I'm not defeatist. I don't. I'm saying I don't agree with what you said. Oh, just that statement. It's like I'm not saying I suddenly believe it. What by accusing you of defeatist? Oh no, no, you're not accusing me of anything. I'm just oh. saying in that statement, it's like yeah, that's something I was stating. I'm not saying something I believe. Okay, I, no, no. I feel I'm like not, we've, we've hit a disconnect here. I'm too damn, yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I'm too damn happy for that. Just, I'm glad you're happy, man. I'm too damn happy for that. I just, it's just a. Uh, I want to be. What is it? Live and let live. Just, just, That's, uh, just, just be a good motherfucker, man. <laughs> just, just, just be. It's a, easy. It's so it's not easy. Difficult. No, it's it's just. It's not. the easiest way it's to just, live. Just understand that. Yeah, we all have boundaries. Swallow your pride. And it's funny Say because I'll let your viewers know. Yes, Thanks you're not. a white man. I'm a black and Mexican man, and I, I'm one of those people that you know. I, I never. Habla español. Yes, I do. Of course. Sí. Gracias. <laughs> Yes, of course I do. I just, I'm, I, 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 Diego. I, 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 Pleased to meet you. Born at Pleasure Point and seed at Pleasure Point. I was literally born in the house at Pleasure Point. I was not born in a hospital. There's not a hospital in and Pleasure Point. You were probably conceived at Pleasure Point. And I am not a child of Abraham. I should also let that be known. <laughs> <laughs> I am homegrown. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, you were telling me you wanted me to tell a story. I'll go ahead and yeah, give yes, you one of my Yes, please. Regale I'll us. Give, I'll give you guys one of my classics. Now, um, Red Pill has a lot to do with when it comes to stuff like that. And uh, this is actually one of the first lessons I had ever learned when it came to work. Now, I was a freshman in college. It was 2009. I had just graduated. It was a new era for me. I had just moved from Fresno to Hayward. It was a completely different experience. Now, orientation, I had already hooked up with a couple of girls. <laughs> uh, I'm a little sensitive. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> so, uh... I uh, I go about my business and doing my thing, and uh, I get to my dorm room finally. It's like I get everything set up and I sit on my bed and I don't know what to do with myself. Now I had met one. Boy I don't know what to do with myself when I'm set on a yeah, set I up on a bed. Hey, exactly. I sat down. I was like, I'm a master debater, folks. <laughs> Proud of it. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, I leave my dorm. One of my bros, uh, who's now my fraternity brother, he, at the time he wasn't yet. He uh, was like, dude, what are you doing? He we he knew me from uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine I had from high school. And different story. Anyway, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm chilling over here. My girlfriend's like, dude, come through. I'm chilling with, I'm chilling with a couple of friends. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So really cute little about fit up being a little short, little petite. I, I love them small. I love them petite. That's the way I like handcuffs. I like them tiny. I like them small. I like them that I can put them down. <clears> tight. Do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> very vulgar, very anyway, vulgar anyway, gestures. Anyway, anyway, fuck that bitch. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> I, I hear a little bit of darkness in there coming out. There's no darkness. Let it out. Let it out. There's no darkness. We're fine. Who are we're we fine. but the ones who dissuade the darkness? We are fine. We are fine. <clears throat> we're fine. Anyway. So uh, even now, she's. T- anyway. Anyway. Shut up. Oh, the facial gestures. The facial gestures. Oh, God. He did the wave. He did the wave. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so uh, we had kicked it over a couple of days. And then, you know, the third day, my, my boy is, like, on the, like asleep in my fucking bed. And uh, we're laying down, you know, and she's, like, laying down on me pretty much. And then we just, you know, start going at it. Yeah. And I fucked about shit out of right there. Yeah. You know, do all that. Ravager. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, you know he wakes up and we stop and we're all he's like what are you doing nothing nothing what are you doing <laughs> I was asleep see and me and my my dorm and I go yeah let's go eat let's go to the dining room so we went to eat and after that we we they went and taken off and then me and her ended up getting really close and now around that same time I started rushing a fraternity okay uh, double sigma five fraternity. Um, I should probably shouldn't have said that, but you know it's a national fraternity. So Most, really you know, only that. people that went to college know the fraternity religious. Right. So I started pledging, and you know everything was cool at first. Uh, she didn't like our taking the secrets, you know, our you know, you know, being, you know, not withholding information. She didn't like that. She liked us me not telling her where I was. Well, you know, it was bad because, you know, I was with her. And this is my freshman year in college. All of the guys were telling me, why the fuck do you got a girlfriend? You should be, you know, fucking all these girls. There were all these fine-ass girls around you, Ben, you know. And I was, I wasn't paying attention to it because I just wanted that relationship. I had never had one before. Yeah. So, you know. You know Something everybody should try at least once. Yeah. So, eventually, <laughs> you know, it's like every time we'd see each other, we would, we would hate we would argue, and then we were just angry fuck, and it was yeah. fun every fucking time. <laughs> and, angry fucking's the best. Yes, it is, because she's just like, fuck you, fuck. and then she's like, God, I love you, and I'm just like, I love you, fuck, Anyway, um, eventually, I crossed the fraternity. She was pledging a sorority at the time as well, so she was <laughs> a sorority. And, you know, now we're all lettered up, and everything was cool, and I thought at this point, all right, cool. Everything's going to even out, you know, finally, you know, I can work, I can go to school, I can do fraternity, and I got my girl, you know, you know, I'm finally... You got all your eggs in the basket. Yeah. And, and then the basket toppled. Exactly. Yep. So, I kept working, I kept going to school, I kept working on fraternity, and then, you know, she was, you know, not making life very easy. It's like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, become intimate, she would, she would stop me, uh... It went like that for a few months, and I started, you know, I started pushing her away. She was like, "What the hell?" And eventually, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't have the wherewithal at that time, what I was supposed to do as far as that level of game. Now, then, what I should have done was just kick her out of my dorm. If you're not gonna fuck me, get out. That's what yeah. I should have done. And I, I, yeah, that's the way guys would deal with it. But I'm sorry, it's like at this point, you're useless because this was like months. So that is the definition of a cunt, then. Yes. That is what you thought of. Yeah, this is months. I'm talking about like finally said months. it. This is like two, three months in. I'm, I'm talking about it's like that long. I'm not talking about like 
about, you know, we fucked yesterday and I'm trying to get her now and she won't do nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, chill the fuck out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. But well, this was going on like over a period of time. Do you like cuddling? Yes. Because sometimes a girl just wants to be cuddled. Yes, you cuddle. And then my dick gets hard because we're Yeah. Cuddling. And then I want to put my dick in her and she would stop me every fucking time. And it yeah. was, I'll tell you why. I can't even find out why that was the case. So I figured out why she was sleeping all the goddamn time she was in my room. So. <clears throat> she cheated on you? Kind of it got to a point end. where I started getting very, you know, just very irritated by the whole situation. Summer came and went. Um, I'm not going to say what happened that summer. I'll just say it's information I've got to keep to myself. That's fair. And uh, welcome to. I just realized nothing was going to change. It was going to stay the exact same way. This is the beginning of our sophomore year. I'm thinking to myself, everything, nothing was going to change. So I said, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done with this. It's like, yeah, I, I was tired of the manipulation. I was tired of the constant arguments. I was tired of just her wanting to be there, but like never wanting to be with me. You sure. know what I mean? So I said, sure. fuck it. It hurts. So it hurts to get rejected a lot. Yeah. And finally, when, you know, I got tired of it, I pushed her away finally. And she was not happy about it. So, after about a week of, you know, being around this, of being away from this woman, all of our friends changed. Everybody changed up on me. I didn't yeah. understand why. Reality shifting. Yeah. You made a decision and it changed the course of your life. So, <clears throat> I, we, I go to a fraternity, we go about our business you know, I already start talking to other girls. You know, I, I didn't know the wisdom of talking about. I, I needed some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I needed some pussy. So I. It was. It was one of our, you know, fraternity uh, situations. One of the guys starts telling me that a lot of them were fucking around with her. These are your brothers. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. That's this where the withholding of information out. comes in. This is why a couple of them would tell me I need to leave. And if I had known the time, what I know now, I would not have gotten as bad as I did because I wanted to beat the shit out of some of them. But I realized now, um, she wasn't my girl. She had never been. So why am I going to spend this business then for getting some big pussy? If it's being thrown at you, I'm sorry. I expect men to fuck you. I expect men to fuck Yeah. Don't get mad at the man. Talk to the woman. So They're the controllers, I, aren't I, they? Exactly. If you don't have the control of your situation, then that's on you. Don't get mad at the rest of the guys. Come to find out what the fuck you're doing. I think we as men have an inherent flaw that we are weak to women. Oh, yeah, because we're weak to the pussy. Yeah. But we can't be that way anymore. That's a red pill to me. I can't, you know, let them decide and let that end all be all in the situation. I got to have my own tooth, my own head on my shoulders. Yep. I got to have my so because if I don't, they're going to walk. You got to learn to enjoy the eye candy. Yeah. Enjoy the eye candy by all means. Yeah. But don't let that be the whole situation. Yeah. Don't don't let yourself be consumed by pussy. So I, I let it go. I just let the whole situation go. I keep going about my business. The thing is, though, a lot of my friends, like I said, it changed. And it was weird as fuck why the hell that happened. About three years later. Blowjobs are better. Right. <laughs> about three years later. I'm with, you know, the rest of the fraternity. We're partying, having a good time. And, you know, one of the girls in her sorority, I call her the chief because this girl, she, these bitches would blindly follow this woman no matter no matter what she says. Sure. So uh, she brought up my ex. And now around this same time, my one of my bros, he, me and him were literally tied together at the very beginning. Very beginning of this shit. Me and him were 
right here. Yeah. And uh, he he ended up getting with her. He had came to me at a party once, and he was telling me, you know, I started seeing her. And I told him, dude, fuck that bitch, dude. I don't want to talk about that shit. We just drinking. Let's have a good ass night. Let's go do that. Fuck that shit. Next day, I go to my computer and I'm seeing pictures from the night prior. And that whole thing falls back in my brain. Next thing you know, my brother's like, hey, bro, what are you doing? This, this is my sophomore year, so I'm not going to die three years later. He goes, uh, and he goes, bro, what are you doing? I go, I'm fucking sitting in my room, man. And he goes, all right, we're coming through the smoking. I'm like, you know what? Smoke probably help right now. Sure. <laughs> I was angry. And they walk Everything's in. Everything's better with a bag of weed. And that brother walks in right after. I go over to him, push him up, wait, pick him up, and put him against the wall. I said, you motherfucker, you know what the fuck was going on. You know this shit. Were you fucking her too? Were you fucking her too? Oh, I was so angry. They had to pull me off of me. And he was like sitting there looking at me like trembling. And he was like, get the fuck out of my door. Get the fuck out. And he just runs out. And then the other guy's like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, get the fuck out of my door. Get the fuck out. All of them. So get everybody get the fuck out. Well, it happens. Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta let it out. We were, it's like I, if I, I learned now that you know, if I, we had already broken up, so she wasn't my girl anymore. So I can't make a decision for any of that. So if he, if he wanted to get with her, that was his prerogative. He ain't with her no more. He actually married a very, very, very beautiful girl. Good. He married a very beautiful girl. Which is good for him. Yeah. But besides the point, <clears throat> at the same time, he brings her up. Uh, that, that girl brings her up. You know, at that party three years later. And I'm like, oh, God. He's like, dude. I'm like, we're not talking about that right now. She's like, oh, why? What you want to talk about? And she's looking at me. And I go, I don't want to talk about shit. I don't talk about her. It's like, why are we doing all that? I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. And she goes, oh, why? You don't want to talk about why? He's like, you want to talk about why you guys broke up? Well, then she, you can just face it. Well, face what? Well, what the hell? What? Like, like, she knows something more about my ex-relationship than I did. And she goes, well, she said that you broke up, uh, you guys broke up because you were cheating on her. Ooh! I yelled my fucking ass off. She was cheating on me. She's a lying fucking cunt. Oh, I went off. I went off. Yeah. I broke up with her because I was tired of the bullshit. I broke up with her because I was tired of the fucking, you know, her manipulating me and shit. I was tired of that. She can go fuck herself. I told all of them. I was like, if anybody here is sitting that, no. You, if you want to hear something, you're going to talk to her like a fucking adult. Don't sit there and like bullshit. And yeah. that, you guys know what the fuck is going on before you talk to me. One of my bros like, oh, rah, rah, you got to talk. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. Dude. And I, I realized where I was. Chat it out. I was like, oh, shit. I gotta go. <laughs> and it's like, at that moment, I got to the point in my life where I can't let you know myself just explode. So right when he did that, he was like, get right down. So I was like, oh, shit. Fuck. And I was like, dude, I got to go outside. I got to go outside. And everybody like got out of my way. I just went outside. Yeah. And it was crazy because right after all that, so many girls came up to me. Nice. Are you okay? Rubbing your chest. Are you okay? You're available at that point. Yeah. You're not tied to you, You've gotten through. Yeah. Gotten through. I, I let it go. And this is years later, so I'm already older, and all the girls are like, these are younger girls. These are all new girls. And yeah. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I know you got really angry. I'm like, I'm all right. Thank you. And she was like, yeah, I just want to make sure. And I go, all right. Well, don't worry about me right now. She's like, well, here, here, take my number. Call me later, okay? I'm like, all right. She's like, I'm going to get the door. Maybe we're going to be. I'm going to be over at my apartment. So she was like, well, what do you guys going to do after? She's doing it saying all that, you know. I'm like, God damn, so you know, it's yeah. like I realized at that moment, you know, uh, they will throw you under the bus no matter what to make themselves look better in the situation, yeah. So I stopped, 
you know, worrying, worrying so much about all of that. Because eventually, a lot of shit happens to me. I mean, you know, there's something that needs to be acknowledged. Women live in a different world than men. Yeah. Women live in a world of social, you know, socialization to a point that men just can't grasp. They, reputation is such a vital part of a woman's existence. Like, it doesn't matter how pretty you are. If you have a shit reputation, nobody's going to want to hang out with you. Um, And that's no fun. That's just a saddle. Or at least that's what they lead to. Um, some people can get through it and learn to live and love themselves, live with themselves. Yeah. You know, that's the goal. Um, if you can love and live with yourself, you don't need anyone else, then you can have anyone you want. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, I've learned to be on my own for so long. It's like, like I said, I was almost 18, 19 when that happened. I'm 29 now. And I've been on my own for so long that it's just... It's too damn difficult to want to include someone else like that because I have my own dreams, my own aspirations. Well, you got to find someone who's going to let you live and whose dreams don't clash with I'm yours. I'm not looking for anyone. Well, I don't mean you've anymore. got to as in it's an imperative. I mean, if you're if that if that's something that appeals, then that's what you need to look for. Well, I mean, I, that's something that appeals to all of us. It's something we don't absolutely love. We're all bred to want that. But I just, it's not something I can do. It's just not something I want to anymore. It's just something that's kind of gone from me now. It, I mean, it was something I wanted, you know, so much when I was younger. But now it's just, it's got to a point where I, I'm, I'm all right. Well, if you're all right, yeah. then let yourself be fine. Yeah, like, I was just giving you a classic. I was just giving you a classic mic. <laughs> I mean, I'm just bullshitting as I go. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, force it. I mean, I hit on women all the time. I talk yeah, to, I talk it's to fun to just chatting them up. I have, I have nothing. I'm not worried about nothing when it comes to them. It's like, yeah, they're, they're great. You know, some of them are great. Some of them are a little bit nutty. Some of them need help. Some of it's them a bit are, nutty. Some, yeah. <laughs> some of them are, you know, absolutely, you know, very well put together. And others are in complete pieces. Yeah. And that was... You know, I, I my wife doesn't like me giving away too much information, but she and I are in the same boat as far as you know. I've disclosed that I'm schizoaffective. Um, there's more than one identity in this head, but it's coalesced through doing this podcast into just Kai Schwab. Oh yeah, and that's awesome. Like that feels great. It, oh, it's dude, awesome not having James and Dimitri Penny Gibbons and everybody else that used to be inhabiting this body of mine. Um, if I can call myself anything, I, I'm, I'm a person with a bad temper, so if I can call myself anything, it's like more or less bipolar anger. Manic depressive? I guess that's what you were calling manic depressive? That was the original name for bipolar manic back in the day. Manic depressive. MD. Whatever. You want to be the doctor? You can be MD. Well, I didn't study the pathology. Yeah, you did. Manic depressive would actually make more sense because once I'm put, it's, it's when you're put... When I'm put into a high tense situation where I can't handle it. But the thing is, though, I've gotten to a point now with it that I know, you know, how to do it and how to handle it. We are hitting our, our maximum of 60 minutes for a recording. And so I think we're going to kind of swagger down and off this box of ours. Um, again, we will pick this up at another time. We'll get more of the story, the legacy of Manic Depressive. Um, I love that so much because I was diagnosed bipolar type 1 originally in 2010 
and then that was updated in 2012 uh, to Schizo Effective. Um, But anyways, I hope everything is going well in your guys' life, and thank you so much for listening to my show. Any last words? Oh, no, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, we will do this again another time. Bye now. Dude, he's scanned. He can't vent. It doesn't work like that.